Thank you for joining us here at C3 Edinburgh. We are all about authentic community, unlocked creativity, and the naturally supernatural life in Jesus' name. We are praying that this message will bless you and meet you right where you're at today. For more information about C3 Edinburgh, check us out online at www.c3edinburgh.com. been around for this series that we've been doing at church, Running With Others? Who's, who, who's made it, who's been to every mess, who's, who's made it to everyone, who's made it, who's missed a few, who's, who's got some? Look, if you haven't, and I know we've got some guests with us, I never ever want anyone to feel out of any loop. Uh, we've got a podcast and uh, we've got so far most of the messages up there. Uh, by the end of this week, we'll have all of the messages up there. But can I say something to you this morning? I want to say to you that um, this series, Running With Others, has been, without a doubt, without hyperbole, without sort of... This has been one of the most impactful and powerful series we've had in the life of our church for some time. And I've been... What did Elle say before? Elle said, if we were about three and a half years old as a church ish, then that's, that's like 150 Sundays. Is that what you said, Alan? That's about, that's a, that's, okay, so we're doing the maths. This has been one of the most significant series that I can remember. What we've done is we've examined the life of Moses through Exodus and just now into a bit of Joshua, examined the life of Moses and worked our way through his complicated world of relationships, and we've examined and we've looked and we've sought to capture what God is saying in Scripture about what that means for us and our relationships and how to do them well. It's powerful because relationships are powerful. It's powerful because relationships is ultimately, when you really think about it, relationships is all you got. It's all that's there. It's all that matters. It's pretty much all we have at the end of the day. No one, and I've heard it said this a couple of times, there's nobody on their last day, on their last breath, on their deathbed, whispers their last words, I wish I made more money. Wish I bought another house. Wish I could be a little bit more famous. Bring me my money. Bring me my bank balance, just so I can look at it one more time. You ask for your people. You want your people around you. You want to know that you do. And I don't even say that um, flippantly. I'm a nurse and my, part of my career has been in palliative care and I've been with people as they've had their final breaths and held their hands at those moments. And I guarantee you they're not asking for their bank balance. They're not asking for their deeds of property. Relationships is what we got. And then we, and we talked about the, the picture of Moses and the whole storyline starts with Joseph, um, way back in Genesis, um, has this incredible Egypt, Egypt story. You should read it. It's really amazing. Uh, and, and, and because of his incredible Egypt story that God uses in all of these things, when a famine sweeps the land, uh, the, 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 his family... Um, who become later on the nation of Israel, they come over to Egypt and they settle in and they, they, they get through this life of the famine. But then you have to fast forward 
in the Bible because the, they don't leave. And, and for 400 years, they don't leave. And, and the power dynamics shift and change. And pretty soon, the Israelites become slaves to the Egyptians. And they multiply. And now there's, this, there's, there's lots and lots of Israelites. And they're all, all they've known for generation after generation after generation for 400 years. Do the mouse for 400 years. 400 years. I think Alan said it in, one of, in his message. You paint that back. And um, the USA is not the USA 400 years ago from today. Like, it was, it, was, it was newly discovered. That's how long 400 years is. 400 years in Egypt. And then God chooses Moses. And he says, I have heard the cry of my people. I want you to go in now. I want you to deliver them. I want you to bring them out. I'm going to create a new nation, um, the nation that's been promised, and I'm going to move them into the, nation, uh, the country that I promised them, from slaves to world leaders. It's been such a good series. Can I recap for a little while? I'm going to recap for a little while. Get the podcast, but just to establish where we've gone. In week one, Pastor Lisa, um, she talked about the relationship between Moses and Pharaoh, which is amazing. I love the message because I've never heard at church, I've never heard anybody preach on bullying. We somehow sometimes paint that as a thing that happens in high school and we grow out of until you start working in the workplace in corporate environments and you realise they have to have zero tolerance for bullying this and bullying and mediation that, and it never stops. So I think church should preach about it sometimes. So Lisa preached about it, how to deal with a bully. Because can I tell you, if you live loudly, if you're living for Jesus, you're going to experience opposition. She talked about, in times of opposition, when you feel up against it, you need to get your butt God. She looked at Moses, who was up against Pharaoh, and he just had his butt gods coming through. But God said, but God said. And when you're seeing opposition, you need your butt God. In the heat of the tricky conversation, in the pressure of intimidating people, because if you haven't dealt with intimidating people before, you're going to deal with intimidating people. And in the heat of those pressured exchanges, don't be vague. Do not waver. Be clear in who you are and what you want. What God has got for you. What God has said to you. We looked at that from Moses' point of view too. And then we unpack the idea that Moses, uh, his secret to standing against this, the world power at the time, time and time again, no, you can't, people can't leave, no, your people can't leave, time and time again, is he kept going back to God. You just need to keep getting back to God. That's what you need to do in your life as well. And I'm telling you, you'll see breakthrough in public places, but before you see your breakthrough in public places, you need to experience a breakthrough in your private places. Moses got his strength to fight through the revelation of who he is in God at that time. God had chosen him in the presence of God. And that's where you will get your strength from as well. That was just week one. It's a pretty good week. That's on the podcast right now. Week two, I had the opportunity to preach about um, romance. Preached about Moses and Zipporah, his wife. Um, and how to do romantic relationships well. We're doing running with others. We're doing relationships. And we talked about how to do romantic relationships well. And we talked about um, how to date well, how to uh, do a relationship, be in a relationship and not compromise because we saw Moses have some real issues with compromising his values and his commitment to, to his God 
because of mixing his world up. And we talked about um, what we can glean from his relationship with his wife about how we best do our relationships post-marriage, how, how we do husband and wifing well. Can you make those verbs? Because I just did. We simply said this, single people be empowered to be single. Paul says it's better for you to be single, man, because you can be single-minded. You can be single-minded about what's in your hand. You can be single-minded about following Jesus. You can be single-minded about building the kingdom. Paul said if you can be single, you should own it being single. Single people, be single good. You're blessed. You're single-minded. Show us how it's done. If you're single but you are ready to find a significant other, this is what we said. Don't wait on the sidelines. Don't wait fatalistically. This person's never going to come. No, no, if you're ready, get yourself actively positioned. Put yourself out there. Go to a party, stand away from where all your friends are when you're in the circle with all your friends and not letting anybody talk to you and go over and... um, be ready to meet someone. Yeah, it was more squirmy on the day than I'm making you feel now, but that's what we, that's, put yourself out there. And we took it from Moses. Moses just escaped from Egypt. He was hiding behind a, you know, he was at a well, and then the, these, these, the daughters of um, um, Jethro came along, and they were bullied by some other shepherds, and Moses had no, no stake in that game, but he put himself out there. He got in the middle of it. He, uh, he dealt with it, and uh, out of that, some romance sort of happened out of that. But we also said, whilst you're seeking, whilst you're dating, whilst you're meeting other people, once there's romance, don't compromise the purity of your relationship with Jesus. And it's a great trap because of the power of relationships in a life. We learned that because we found that um, Moses had forgotten to circumcise his sons, but he was a Jewish guy and he knew the promise and he knew the oath before God that that was. He'd seemingly forgotten and we examined that. Why? How could you forget? He was, he was mixed up in other cultures and other world systems and he, 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 he compromised in his heart and it almost cost him his life. His purpose, his, his assignment, don't ever compromise you need to have. You need to have. You need to have. When you're looking for a partner, you need to have the uh, negotiables. You know, Lisa, my wife, had a negotiable value that her partner would be taller than her. I went to a wedding on Wednesday. Bella and Sam got married. I went to Bella and Sam's wedding, and you know they do that first dance thing in the reception, and everyone gets together first dance. I love. That's my favourite. I, I love dancing with Lisa but she doesn't love it as much as me because it's this reminder of the height difference. <laughs> oh, that was, a that was a negotiable, thank God. A non-negotiable, though, uh, you know, you have your non-negotiables and, I'm, and, and, and what we hear from the Word of God and my strongest, most advice to you if you're seeking that partner is, my gosh, Make someone who follows Jesus with all of their heart your first non-negotiable because everything else comes out of that. Then we talked about married people. I know I'm taking my time, aren't I? Oh, my gosh. Married people, we talked about um, 
uh, you're called. People get all wrapped up in, I'm called to this, or what am I called to that? I'm so confused about all of the things I should be doing, but I really need to get good at my job, and I really need to make an impact in the world. And often, like Moses did, he made his marriage secondary to that. But we challenge that thought by saying, you are equally called to be the spouse you're called to be, because your partner can't get another spouse once they've made that oath to you. So be who you need to be for that person. But we also said on the other flip of the coin that that person can't fulfill all of your needs. Only Jesus can. That was that week. That was all right, wasn't it? Week three, Alan talked about um, the relationship between Moses and the people through their liberation in Egypt. He talked about how to get... As the people left Egypt, that was actually ended up being the easy part. The hard part was getting Egypt out of the people. Remember, that wasn't that a powerful word about culture change, about shifting the boundaries, about, about getting things happening um, to see cultural change in Edinburgh, in the people around you, in your own life. Talked about this powerful thought about the Feast of Unleavened Bread and not le- letting yeast get into the bread and the might, this incredible sim- symbolic thing that is about how um, the Israelites needed to get the yeast of Egypt out of their life. And that you and I, we have to do this too. Once you say yes to Jesus, the process that the Holy Spirit takes you through, the Bible word is sanctification, but, but the, the, the process He takes you through is getting the yeast, getting the world stuff, getting your junk slowly out of your life and getting the yeast of the kingdom of God into your life. Talked about that happens in two ways, he said, uh, from the Word of God. Alan said so, so well. He said it happens through the Word of God and through acting by faith. So you've got to get the Word of God into you if you're going to see anything happen. And it happens through community, genuine community, which is why you need to turn up, which is why you need to be in your connect group, which is why you need to reach out for people. Again, it's not about you. Maybe you need to be at your connect group for the people around you because that's genuine community. Week four, Struan preached about uh, Moses and the Aaron relationship. He talked about followership. Where is he? There he is. He preached about followership. He, he talked about how following a leader willingly is often a dirty word in our culture. Followership. I don't follow anybody. But how that mentality will actually rob you. He talked about, he had this great metaphor of, uh, not metaphor, he took, picked up the staff and, and how, what the staff symbolised, Moses' staff symbolised in the culture at the time. He said, a power is unleashed in your life and in the church as we surrender our staff to follow the godly leaders of our life and allow ourselves to take up the vision and make that vision our own, to champion the leader, the him, the her. It was amazing. He said, as we uplift and uphold the people of authority over our life, instead of leaving, living in constant resistance and, and, and suspicion and, and, and what's, their ulterior, what's their agenda, we fuel the fire of momentum in what God is doing in this city. Week five, I preached about uh, Moses and Jethro. I talked about parenthood. It was Mother's Day. It was, do you remember that morning? If you were here, that was a powerful morning. That kind of went off the rail a bit because um, we ended up, having breakthrough moments as we prayed for people in their broken relationships with their parents. And it was a great moment of healing. This place was messy, but in a good way. And then in week six, last week, Miles preached. He, he moved from the handing over from Moses to, 
to Joshua and talked about Joshua and Jericho. Talked about how if we're going to see the assignment of our life accomplished, it happens with other people. He talked about how, how something happens in our faith when we are with the people of faith. We get stirred up on the inside. So we need to be doing life together. You should still listen to the podcast, though. Now let me tell you this. I was really stirred up last week. If you were here, um, if you weren't here, we played something from Pastor Phil Pringle in Australia. Remember? Uh, and that was, Phil doesn't remember because you weren't here last week. But, um, but we, we, Pastor Phil asked all, he's the founder of C3, 560-something churches around the world, and he felt strongly in his heart that he needed to, he wanted to release just a small message to all 560 churches. Um, and so, he asked us all last week to put it on. So, we did. We joined with 560 other churches in Asia, in Africa, in the USA, in Canada, in South Af- America, in Europe, in Australia, in the Pacific, in Asia, Southeast Asia. Um, it was amazing. And he talked about word he's feeling from God over our church movement about a day of new wine. I loved it. It was a word, I believe, and this is what I want to focus on for a moment. It's a word for C3, I believe it, but actually, can you sense that it's exactly what's happening in our church specifically? We're going through a time of new wine. A couple of months ago, we had a church fast we, we, some of us, many of us, stopped what we were doing, and for a couple of days, we, uh, fu- we stopped to pray and we fasted together. And Lisa and I and the team uh, have m- had many times of praying and fasting. Several times a year, we'll stop everything, we'll tell everybody about it, we'll invite people along, but rain, hail, or shine, we put our life down for a bit and we seek God and we pray and we fast. We don't have time to build a church that's not in the heartbeat of what Jesus has. So, so, so we would do that. But I, I will tell you something. That last fast we did a couple of months ago was probably the most powerful fast. It wasn't the longest that we've done, but it was the most powerful that I think we've experienced. It felt like God is, uh, was a, um, actively putting something on us to say, I'm about to transition you, says God, to a new stage, to a new level, to a new season. Get ready for the new wine. And since there, there's been something in our community. I don't know if you've sensed it, but it's here. God is doing something. Many there felt that something was shifting in the atmosphere around our church. We are seeing people now. In fact, how awesome that I got to, we got to pray for Morag and Diane this morning because um, we are seeing more and more people step up and into what God has for them in building the church now more than ever before. It's very exciting. People are stepping up into new roles of responsibility and carrying the weight of this growing and thriving church. And we talked about Diane. We talked about Morag. Um, Monique can't be here, but she's stepping into new spaces. And, and Alan is stepping into new spaces. And Callum's stepping into new, People all over the place are stepping into new spaces and carrying what God has for this church. It's so exciting. We're multiplying connect groups. When I un, unrolled, um, talked about the vision um, eight months ago, because I'm looking at Morag because she reminded me that it's been eight months. But eight months ago, the vision was we have, about, we have three connect groups. 
to be where we need to be for the next season. We need about six or seven or eight. And accidentally, I've just reviewed it just as I was preparing this message, we've got six connect groups at the moment. And, and that's, that's multiplying teams over and over and over again. There's another connect group that, that's potentially going to multiply soon too. So, so, so God is doing something. People are rising. It's very exciting. We are seeing people getting baptized in water. And they're away today. We're, we're seeing people respond to the gospel. We're giving away Bibles. We've got an issue. We've, we bought a big box of Bibles to give away to people who responded to the gospel, and we run out. We're going to buy some more. <laughs> and, and, and if you feel like you need a Bible study, we'll find you one. But what I mean is that's an exciting thing when you run out of Bibles. Who wants a Bible getting dusty? I need you to understand this morning the Lord is doing something in this place and that you are a part of it. And here is my point. The reason why this series and this season has been so important, the reason why it's important that we examined how the way he stood up to bullies and the way he uh, did marriage and parented and that he, the way he led and pioneered a nation uh, and, and powerfully the way he baton passed it over to Joshua is just this. Joshua 1, 1 tonight, it's coming up on the screen. I'll read this first. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. This is the end of the Moses generation. And now you, have all, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River and into the land I'm about to give you to the Israelites. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He says, I will give you the place, every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. And your territory will extend from the desert of, to Lebanon, from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And even as I read this scripture, I'm telling you the presence of God is uh, stirring in in our midst. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or the left. You'll be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law and always on your lips. Meditate on on it day and night so you be careful to do everything written in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I've long since known that there's something about Joshua that echoes in the life of our church and in my own life. People, people talk about who these, who the, what, what Bible characters do you find yourself mentored by or stirred by specifically. People ask those questions. You have, your, you have yours. You can, Joshua has always been a, a, a heartbeat. And, and, and I'm telling you, there is something about the Joshua generation, about this new wine moment that Phil's talking about, about the life of our church now and into the next season. I'm telling you, we need to remain 100% committed to running with others in this church. This is why this series has been so important. We are, without a shadow of a doubt, this new wine Joshua thing 
is happening in our midst, sent by God for this city, not by accident, and, and not in a vacuum, by the way. Another revelation I long had, even before I moved to the country from Australia, is a, God revealed to me in prayer many times, He said, you know when things crack open and I do all that I have in mind to do in C3 Edinburgh, that it won't be in a vacuum, but it's in the response of the prayers and the sacrifice and the blood of generations past in Edinburgh who've been praying for Edinburgh, that we'll only be building off the strength and the weight of many others. We'll be sowing, we'll be reaping where we didn't sow in Edinburgh. So when this place is in, in all that God has for it in the ten, five years, 10 years, 20 years to come, when this place is boot, beep, beep, bursting at the seams and we're in places all over the city, I will say it again, but I would want you to know that it's Jesus is behind it and it's by we're reaping in ways, in hundreds of ways that we didn't sow. I'm going to need... Um, you to help play me out because I'm going to run out of time to finish this message. My conviction is this. These last three and a half years, these last 175 services, this last uh, uh, journey that we've been on, it, it feels to me like the getting ready years. As Moses said, as God said to Joshua, now get ready to cross, the, cross and go in. I feel as though this last season is our getting ready season. We, without a shadow of a doubt, are about to launch into something new. Our next season is going to be something special. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm certainly not saying uh, it's, it's easy. It's not possible without you joining in, all of us. Because we need to stand up to bullies and as we cross, we stand up to more. We need to do our relationships well if we're going to see all this accomplished. We need our marriages strong and stronger. We need our single people and our dating people and our fathers and our mothers and our children. We need us to be healthy and doing relationships well to accomplish all God has, what He has in mind for this. As we pioneer this church and we see it full of people, we're going to, it's already messy because guess what? <laughs> Welcome to messy people. But it's only going to get messier as we go and that's okay. As we work with the Holy Spirit, we'll see Him removing the yeast of the world from out of all of us and allowing the yeast of the kingdom of God to pervade the world around us. And I'm telling you what this means. This means that you, including me, might need to at times change our priorities. You might think that you came here to study. Maybe you were here for something more. You might think you came to Edinburgh for a season and that season will end, but maybe you need to go back to God and you need to say, well, what are you saying about this now? Do I need to change my plans because your plans are greater than my plans? Your ways are greater than my ways. If you have me staying, I change my plans. If you say I should stay, I'm here for as long as you need me here, God. I will change my plans if you tell me to. You thought you were here to study, but maybe He brought you here to build the church. You thought you were here for a season, but maybe He brought you here to build the church. You thought you were here to be ministered to, to get your Sunday vibes on, to get, to get that church tradition happening. But maybe you had no idea that God has you here to minister to people and to minister to others and to invite your friends and to fill this space and to see them shifted and change and transform. Because what else would they need but the presence and the power of Jesus Christ? Matthew 9, 16 to 17, and I need to finish now, says this. 
No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins, because otherwise the skins will burst. Then wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Your unchanging God, the great I am, the ancient of days, he never changes, but yet he delights in the new day. He delights in the new mercies. He delights in the new ways, in new songs, in fresh manner. We are going into new spaces as a church. And I'm calling on you. I'm calling us all. Don't keep doing the old things and expecting new results to happen. Ask God what the new wine is for you. Cancel your plans to stop you getting to connect group, to stop you getting on here on Sundays. Discover where you're built to serve, to build people. Dream with me. Dream with me. Dream with the people who are dreaming. What this place looks like with you in it <laughs> when we run out of chairs. When we literally run out of chairs and we need to think about um, we need the cafe downstairs because there's no room. We need them here. Or think about um, we need a second service. Think about a baptism service where we can't go to the Radisson Blue because now it's costing us thousands of pounds to get as many people baptised. That place is expensive. Imagine what it looks like when we have to get a pool and a blow-up pool in here or something and we need we spend a whole service baptising people and people are here going, such a boring service, but you and I, we're like, this is where it's at. People are getting transformed in our very eyes. This, this is where we're going. We're going to plant churches out of this church probably in Edinburgh too. We're probably going to need a campus or some kind of a church. I reckon Portobello. Beach. Uh, we're going to need, we're going to need, we're going to, I, I have a heart somewhere in me and I don't know why, for Belfast. You don't want to plant a church in Belfast? Like I feel like, I feel like we need, we need people and teams of people ready and poised to be ministers and connect group leaders and pastors and worship teams. Rebecca's thinking Belfast. So <laughs> I have run out of time. I want to close the series. I recap the series. All to say, let's hold on to it. Joshua generation, let's hold on to our relationships and do them well. Because as a team, as a community, we're going somewhere else. We're going somewhere exciting. Just wait to see what the next 12 months holds. Can we close in prayer? It's been a unique service. Father God, we thank you and we dedicate this to you. More of you, Jesus. Let your name be forever on our lips. Let your word, as your, you said to Joshua, never depart from our lips day or night. Let your name never depart from our lips day or night, but we meditate on it and we meditate on you and we worship you, Jesus. Come and be glorified in this space. We commit to you now, Lord, to do our relationships as best as we can and, and even better with your spirit and your presence upon us. We dedicate our relationships all to you, this church all to you in Jesus' name.